Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, this is Ryan Fraser. This is Troy Daney. This is Gus Boyet. This is Don Hutchison. This is Jürgen Klopp, and you're listening to The Big Interview with Graham Hunter. Thank you, Jürgen. I travel to all these interviews from Barcelona, and our socios, our beloved members, keep us on the road. This independent podcast wouldn't happen without them. Please go to patreon.com forward slash Graham Hunter right now to join us, to become a socio, and to get every interview we produce without adverts and before it goes out on the main feed, plus lots of bonus content, including the chance to put questions to our guests and to me via the monthly Q&A. You will also get bonus content every month, including the audio versions of my regular columns for ESPN. So do please go to patreon.com forward slash Graham Hunter and join the club and get your family and friends to do so. Maybe even strangers in the street. Love you. decided to record this icons branch out of the big interview because when you speak to elite footballers and coaches what happens is that other characters emerge it's like by the telling of stories or the sharing of opinions and emotions about great people in football it's as if they come to life in the podcast series certainly that's the case for me and the point of having emotions and opinion is to share them because what that does is stimulates debate, stimulates affection in others. <laughs> and we've had so many great footballers who were repetitively, repetitively mentioned across the big interviews last, I don't know, six years that we decided to dedicate some episodes to letting them shine, letting them speak more loudly. So at uh, first um, we went through, I don't know, who have we done so far? Henrik Larsson, we've done Zidane, and now it felt like time for Cristiano Ronaldo. Here, we start with Quinton Fortune, talking about the rough footballing environment at Manchester United when Cristiano was regularly ribbed, sometimes excessively, but it only drove him on to work even harder. Then there's former Real Madrid assistant manager Paul Clement's tale of Ronaldo calming him down in the tunnel just before the 2014 Champions League final against Atletico in Lisbon. Of course, in talking about Cristiano Ronaldo, this remarkable man who stands out against any comparisons across sport because of his remorseless dedication to trying to be the best, to trying to fulfil his own personal goal of being the 
the best footballer in history. He's quite open, has been open about that for a long time, that that's what he considers his, his life's objective. Now, whether he's got there or not, we're talking about a man 750 goals later with trophies for club and country and a respect that perhaps is dwarfed a little bit by the affection for his great competitor, Leo Messi. But I feel that Ronaldo has well and truly proven himself to be regarded as one of the all-time modern greats of football. That's why we have to have the man who actually agreed his deal from Manchester United to Real Madrid, Ramon Calderon, talking about signing this Portuguese man of war. Lastly, Ryan Fraser, Aberdonian at heart, but now with Newcastle, talking about playing against Cristiano when Madrid came to Bournemouth to dole out a friendly thrashing, well, semi-friendly when he put a free kick in the top corner, even Mr. Fraser was applauding. Not the done thing, but wholly understandable. Tuck in to Cristiano Ronaldo in the big interview Icons series. And don't worry, there'll be more to follow. When Ronnie arrived, was um, we played against him at against Sporting on our last game of the preseason. We just travelled from America, and I remember after the game, I think Roy Keane was saying, "I think that was one more too much because we, we were battered, we were finished." But that's our excuse. I felt for John O'Shea because he played on John O'Shea's side, and he was just John was a fullback that day. Yeah. Oh my goodness, Ronnie. Ronnie was just outstanding. What, did you know anything about him before you no. played that game? No. It's just end of pre-season. Where we've got a game against Sporting Lisbon. Yeah, there's a new stadium that I think they just opened. Okay. Yeah. And uh, he building was, towards the Euro champs. Yeah, he yeah. was outstanding. Even watching him while playing against you, he was just step over, cutting inside, both feet, just a little bit Johannesburg. Yeah, and that was his mentality at the beginning. He just wanted to embarrass people. I remember when he arrived there, he just he was he was happy just killing players in, in games in training. At the beginning, he just wanted to make sure he's going to destroy whoever was his way, and enjoy that. He enjoyed that challenge. But for me, the, the the thing that made Ronaldo so special was his mentality, his attitude, that self belief. You've always said that you love that mentality. But when you first meet somebody who says, "I am the best. I want to be the best." Does that automatically click with you? Did it automatically click with everybody? Because again, I know there were people in that that United environment mm-hmm. who wouldn't have warmed to that yeah. initially. I, there must have been a few players, definitely, but um, and you could see it in training. But I enjoyed uh, my time with Ronaldo because, first of all, the language because he came to me because I spoke Spanish, so he would speak to me in Portuguese, so I would translate for him, and if I even needed help, I would kind of explain what he wanted mm-hmm. and uh, if they needed to tell Ronaldo something they would speak to me and, and that's how we end up having a, a great relationship but I think in that environment because he was showing it on the pitch and in the games there wasn't much players could say to him at the end yes he wasn't that the end product wasn't there yet but what he was showing everyone could see this is ridiculous he's unbelievable natural talent um, he was beating people at ease but at the same time he came with the confidence that He's telling people he wants to be the best, but until he brought that end product, mm. there was there was friction. There was friction because 
people wanted the ball at a certain time and football environments can be rough oh, and, and demanding and, and there's a lot of digging he got it every day he that's got, my point he got it every day in training because when Ronaldo arrived he was doing all the fancy stuff not fancy stuff I've called it I like to say skill because he had yeah. the amazing ability he was doing beating people going by and it was beautiful to watch but then at times obviously players were clever this is the high level so it would just push you a nudge of the ball and people would laugh and like we would tease him after oh you got the weights and this would eat him oh my goodness this would drive him absolutely mad we would tease him saying ah oh, David Beckham's jersey is still there so he's just borrowing the jersey you know that spot this would infuriate him he was like How? no I'm the best but he would go and do something he about it he would go and train his socks off oh my goodness this, this, that's why I say to, to young players now when I, try, I have the opportunity to speak to them if you want to be anywhere near Ronaldo you have to live for football eat football sleep football this guy was you know, he was doing that every single day came into the training after training I was fortunate to see it he put on the ankle weights and do the step overs take off the ankle weights <laughs> again free kicks sprinting go to the gym get stronger and then you could see it a few weeks. You see the difference. He, could, he was getting stronger. He was making more confident. People would be, and he was, he was enjoying it. He was like, yeah, no one pushed me off the ball. And he got stronger. He never wanted for us to tease him again about someone pushing me off the ball. When he was learning from those people, oh, oh. you, but Keen and Neville and Scholes and Giggs and Ferguson, you know, could could there really have been a better environment for this guy who wanted to hmm. soak up all the ostias and then it went again and go right. I'm going to change that. They'll never do that to me. He, he got the best environment. He was so fortunate the timing and, and, and the blessing he had because the manager had the patience and the vision to keep playing him because the manager knew the potential and you could see the desire. And that's what sets him apart from all the young, talented players. You could see the desire in Ronnie. Ronnie got a couple of times in training. People would go through him and he's like, he figured it out. Like, I had to be quicker, to be stronger. Because obviously a couple of times you when he arrived, he was diving a bit and quickly had to understand we don't do that here. Mm. You get up, we don't dive over unless you just show your strength. And he learned that in that environment. So he wasn't told it, he just saw it or he, people might have told him? I think the, someone's manager probably spoke to him, but the few players definitely made sure they let him know without speaking to him, which means you get a couple of tackles in training and quickly realise that I need to be quicker here. I need to think quicker. I need to be stronger. I don't want to be pushed off the ball. But as you've enjoyed the rest of his career, do you, do you find it easier? Because some people, in my opinion, mm-hmm. don't appreciate what we've been seeing because they don't like plucked eyebrows mm-hmm. or they don't like the preening or his goal celebration. Mm-hmm. What occurs to me over and over again, mm-hmm. maybe because I'm a little bit older, maybe because I've got a little bit of common sense, mm-hmm. waking up. Yeah. In our working lifetime... We might not see this yeah. again. Ronaldo, what people see from the outside is, it's it's a it's a show. When you speak to Ronaldo, like this, like we do yeah. now, it's a different human being. Thank you. It's can, a, can I offer what I think? Bright, often very witty. Yeah. You know, definitely a funny guy, but a f- big working brain in there. No. Amazing human being. Um, does a lot of things, good things in the choir that people don't know about but this is probably want people to know that he does uh, good things but um, amazing mother um, family sister brother good good family uh, people funny funny guy oh my goodness 
going back to that first season, you know, Carlo's idea initially when he arrived was to play Ronaldo as a striker. Now, whether that be you know through the middle on his own, or whether that be in partnership with Benzema, that was his idea. That he wanted him to play closer to the goal. He wanted to have less responsibility defensively. So, you know, early in the games, both in pre-season and I believe going into the start of the season as well, Cristiano played quite an advanced position. And he actually came and spoke to the coach about that he didn't feel overly comfortable playing in that position. You know, his upbringing as a player and through his time at Sporting and then at Manchester United was to play off the left. Mm -hmm. And from that position, you know, drive with the ball, come inside, was able to go down the left, was able to arrive at the back post from crossing positions from the right-hand side. And Carlo made a decision, you know, right then that he wanted, you know, arguably the best player in the world Mm -hmm. to play where he was comfortable you know, and he wasn't going to make him play where he thought he would be better he wanted the player to play where he was comfortable What is going to a Champions League final like? What was it like then? Arriving the night before arriving in Lisbon can you break that process down up to kick-off? As far as you can remember it Yeah I'm almost certain I'm right in saying that we went two nights ahead for this game so we trained at Valdebebas two days before the game and then we, we headed out to Lisbon. Yeah. Uh, normally we would always be there just the day before, training the stadium, and then. but we went that night. So we got there two days before, in the evening, dinner, beds. The next morning it was up, so now we're the day before the game. Myself, Carlo, Zizou, we were reviewed some video of Atletico we start to build about what we're going to do with our final presentation stuff with the players we never changed the warm up once during the whole season they knew exactly what to do they knew to prep back into the dressing room and there was recently uh, I I saw it about a year after the final actually they showed a fly on the wall documentary of what it was like building up to that and there was the camera in the dressing room and that was nice to see you know what it was like you could see the people. Were you aware of it at the time? I know no, you knew it. Totally unaware yeah. of it at the time. Yeah. But then when I saw it back, it was like you could see the anxiety in the dressing room, and people wishing each other all the best. And then I have a really memorable moment about when we went out into the tunnel. The tunnel at Lisbon is quite short, so you, you pretty much only had enough space for the two one to elevens to line up, and then there's the wall. But there was just enough space for me to be like the twelfth man. <laughs> right at the end of the line because I wanted to see out onto the field what was happening and it was the end of the ceremony and you could see the act going on on the pitch all the colours you could just about work out that the rail fans were to this side you could see the white and then just there through the doorway the red and white of Atletico and then the trophy was sitting on the podium and it was a real like hair on the back of your moment situation I was in and I was standing right behind Cristiano and uh, without even realising it it kind of took my breath yeah. and I went like that and he just turned and looked over his shoulder and went Paul don't worry like that and I thought really I'm not even playing I'm not even playing and he's telling me not to worry he's here I got my Ballon d'Or bought next season that is class so that, is brilliant. that is wonderful it's a great moment I'll never forget that I often when I talk about I don't know him but when you interview him or listen to him he's actually really witty yeah, yeah. intelligent 
admirable in, in just about every way and he gets a terrible press yeah, yeah. because he's demonstrative and he cares and he he's got the pin he'll, he'll show it I, I love that mm. so did you take his advice? <laughs> I tried but after they scored and went ahead it was it was difficult Hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Then uh, comes the episode with with Cristiano Ferguson telling his book in his book that he preferred to sell me a virus. Everything he he will sell me would be a virus, never a player. But was at the time I talked to David Gill and with uh, I didn't talk to him because I knew he wasn't in in the mood to do that. But top players go where they want to go. You 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 can't do anything against that. I had the same problem with Robinho. When he knew we were going to sign Cristiano, he came to my office and said, President, I know Cristiano is coming. I'm not going to be the star I wanted to be, so I want to leave. At that moment, a president has to think about the human being, not, not the player, and say, if he doesn't want to be here, the right thing to do is to let him go to a team where he's going to be happier, and also to get the higher amount of money you can get. And, and that was it. And I remember with Cristiano, he said, I want to leave. So in a desperate move, the last month, he decided to offer the player to Barcelona. Barcelona, of course, said, fantastic, we are going to have him. And I think even they managed to pay some more for the player. But he says, no, you're wrong. I want to go to Real Madrid. That's not... Uh, that, that's not the point. And he, he was going to come the year before. I remember being in Bogota in 2008 in a friendly match. He phoned me and said... This is Cristiano. Cristiano. He said, President, uh, I'm sorry, I can't go this year as we've agreed because I have a, a commitment with Ferguson, with the club, with the fans, with the followers. Ferguson has been like my father. Uh, I've spent here... Fantastic years. They gave me the opportunity to be a player uh, I am now. So let's organize everything to go next year. And it's what, it's, it's what we did. We, he signed an agreement with the club saying that he will go to Real Madrid. If we paid £80 million, pounds, it would happen. And I think he's been a, a good move for everyone. Well, of course, Manchester would like to have him still. But uh, when the player says, I want to leave... There's no, no way you can do anything against that. This guy who now, maybe he doesn't have the, enjoy the same cariño as some of the other great players, but in the club's hierarchy of footballers, maybe his achievements now are something just behind Di Stefano. At least he's in the top four uh, or five players. I, I, I have to say, I didn't um, 
see, well, I, I see the Stefano one or two matches in the last uh, times and it was a completely different period of time. So there's no way to compare. Different, completely different football. But um, I haven't seen a player like him. The combination of skill and talent with the obsession to be the best. Because Cristiano is obsessed by being the best. Obsessed in being the best. Focus only in being the best. And a combination is unbeatable. He's getting up every morning only with the obsession to be better than the day before. And if you combine that with the skill and the talent he has, I can't see any other player like him. Really, in the last uh, decades, maybe when we, we call about Zidane, Maradona, other players, Messi, I know they are, of, of course, fantastic players, but in my opinion, is the one I had closer. And uh, it's, it's difficult to find a player with that mindset, with that idea of football, is, is not doing anything against being the best. And that, for me is difficult to find in any industry in life. It's really unfair that here, for example, this season has been questioned. Even, even Aggressively by, questioned and booed. Even by some of the journalists. And the, I really don't understand a player that's scoring an average of 60 goals and playing like he is playing. But it's true that uh, sometimes... Uh, you have that um, unfair situations. Maybe what I said before about the kind of followers that Real Madrid has, not identified with the crest, with the shirt, with the flag, but with the success. success. If you don't get the success, well, you are not uh, fit to be playing here. But, Presidente, so you signed this man, even though by the time he joins you left, he's your player. I think, listening to you, you feel the same as I do, and I'm happy to admit this. I think one of Cristiano's problems in how he's perceived is that he's brave enough to come out and say what you've said. I want to be the best. He said, I want to be considered as the best ever. Not I am. I'm going to try to prove. It's a very American thing. I'm not ashamed to say that's what I want in my life. And it seems to me here in Europe, certainly in Spain, it's not very appreciated if you say, I'm going to be this good. I'm not boasting that's my objective. I think when he speaks about it, people don't like it here. Uh, I remember a sentence of my father that is uh, very appropriate for this situation. And he said always, in Spain, it's a country where you have to be forgiven for your success. <laughs> you have to try to be forgiven when you are successful. And that's uh, a sentence I remember all my life when I see situations like this. It's a country very special. It's a marvelous, fantastic. I really love my country. But we have some problems with the envy. Yeah. And if we're someone who is taller than anyone, more handsome than anyone, that he is successful in what he's done, you have to be careful. You don't have to be arrogant and say, I am the best. I am, perhaps, as you say, in other cultures, that's something is seen like an example. That if he's like that, I can be like him. So I, I'm going to work hard to be like him. He is not like that. It's the idea of much better. He is not uh, very good because I'm not going to be like him. Mm. And that, that's a philosophy, I think, quite wrong. And remember that you must be forgiven when you are successful in Spain. To, to get success or to sign somebody like Cristiano means that you must learn things or delegate to find your, your way through a maze, 
because the transfer market is brutally difficult. Tell us about the process of... In those cases, is the player. The one who always say, I want to be there, like uh, has happened with other players. I think Mendes was in touch saying, well, I think uh, he is a player that wants, the player would like to come to change. Would like to, like, like in, another, in any other business in life, uh, people want to change from a company to another. And I think he wanted to assume another challenge, coming to a different country, I think maybe the weather is, is, has been also important in, in his decision to change uh, the weather of Manchester for the weather of Madrid. I think he's happy here. And Mendes started to say, well, it could be a possibility. I didn't want to do that without Manchester involved because it's not the, the way to do that. Just going uh, through another line. And I, I remember talking to David Gill, fantastic guy, by the way, very good friend and a very good general manager. Yes, they, they, they've missed him since he left. Yeah, they've well, missed him as much as the manager. No doubt, no doubt. He's one of those people that you must have with you always yeah. if you can. Yeah. So I talked to him and he said, "No, Ramon, he's not leaving. He's good. well, okay, he's not leaving. I, I'm not going to say anything against you, but but if the player wants to leave, let's get an agreement that is okay for everyone. And it's what finally we did. And when he said, "Okay, let's fix." Uh, a prize, it was the 80 million. If Real Madrid pays that amount in June, that would be for you. And that's what we did. And it was easy. When, when the player wanted to, was so sure that he wanted to come, there was nothing to do with Manchester or with Barcelona, only Real Madrid. And I don't know, in the case of Cristiano, I think it was okay, the money. I was criticized because people thought it was a, a high amount of money, but I think it's been proven uh, being very cheap. You end up playing Madrid? Yeah, starting the game and yeah, it was um, Ronaldo scoring a free kick. You don't want anyone scoring against you, but when you see Ronaldo stanch a free kick in the top corner, I mean, I was clapping myself. <laughs> so, 7-0 down at the time, I think, well done. Well done. Boy, that boy can hit it. He's got a future. Yeah. Let me reel it back. The word gets out. Somebody says, Roman, did I come into town? Is, is, how was it? How was the message spread? What did that feel like? Well, I mean, when they're shutting down roads, um, they get the whole hotel to themselves. Bournemouth done, I think, at the time, everything to get them over. Um, I think they, I think they even flew another aircraft over just for their duvets and their mattresses, so they could all have their mattresses. So it's it's mental. And yeah, when when Ronaldo's coming and we had Marcelo playing, we had yeah. we had we had everyone. Modric, yeah, Kadira, yeah, it was. I mean, they didn't come over with a, like a, a reserve team. They played everyone. So when when you're looking at them on the pitch and Lope, Diego Lopez, Carvajal, Nacho, there's an obvious question coming. Pepe, Cuantrao, uh, Modric, Cadira, Ronaldo, Isco, mm-hmm. Oso and Benzema, which is, was their starting eleven. Which side were you asked to play on and who were you up against? I was against Control. OK, that's yeah. better of the two complete Carvajal, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. What was the experience like, football-wise, mentality-wise? I just wanted to treat it like a normal game, if I was honest. We knew they were going to have loads of the ball, like yeah. you do, but, yeah, I, do you know what? I actually played all right that game. Mm-hmm. Like, I... It was our was it our first championship se- or it might have been our second championship season. I think we played them, and it was so sunny. I just remember, and 
I think there was more Madrid fans than there was Bournemouth. I mean, it was just, it was incredible. And I don't know, I, 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 th- I thought I actually done well that day, um, take away the scoreline. But just playing, playing with these, against these guys, I've never felt anything like it. Space where I thought I was going to get space, you don't get space. Just the quickness. You think, I sometimes feel like, oh, the big teams, like they slow it down and stuff, but the speed they play at is incredible. And to get their best players on the ball, they've always got ways to get their best players on the ball, which I love, because obviously you want your best players on the ball. And it's not as easy as just, right, we'll give it to them. Just the movements they make to, to create space for them. So to draw you, they'll be thinking, they all three passes ahead. 100%. Like, I'll tell you what we'll do. Our aim is to get to him. Yep. But we'll do this, that, this, that. We've dragged them. Look, there's the space that we were building towards yeah. that kind of thing, right? Yeah. And it was, I remember Ronaldo was out on the wide left and the trial, I had him. And just for him to get Ronaldo on the ball, he just ran me away into a, like a position that I've never been. He just ran in field and I was like, oh my God, do I go with him? So I went with him and it just opens up Ronaldo mm-hmm. just to run at his defender and do his stuff. And mm-hmm. it was, yeah, it was a moment I'll never forget playing a team like that and just 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 watching them, just every touch. Were any of them surprising in any ways? Oh, I didn't expect that. I don't know if it's um, aftershave size, noise, aggression, friendliness. I don't know. Uh, they were very friendly, to be fair, after the game. I mean, they didn't just walk off inside. Mm, they they spoke to us, yeah. which was nice. But I don't know. Like, I don't want to... I think Ronaldo, just how much he worked. I don't know what it is now. I watched him against... I've watched him a couple of games. And some people do say, oh, he doesn't maybe work as hard as, as other players. But... In a pre-season game where he could have just jogged around and he, he was tracking back, he was he was doing everything and I don't know, just maybe that was what was the, this was about what four years ago we mm-hmm. played them. It might be different now, but it was it was how much he worked and sometimes he does get scrutinised for his work rate. But I think you might not notice him doing as much as others, but he does do it, it effectively. Thank you for listening to The Big Interview. It's produced by me, which sounds egotistical, but it's also true. Graham Hunter and Backpage. Our music is by Beer Jacket, who else? Editing by Charlie McGarry. Thank you to our hosts at Acast and our loyal sponsors at Bet365. We're also supported by our socios. Find out how to become a socio, how to support us at patreon.com forward slash Graham Hunter. Here endeth the lesson. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.